find a hobby to do together and and commit to that. Don't let it waver. Make sure you both enjoy it and just start with that and you'll be surprised. Welcome to the Dream Big, Play Bigger podcast, where we show how we created a powerful and successful marriage after military service. Now, your hosts, AJ and Jessica Richards. Episode number four. We're probably four episodes that we've recorded in the beginning here in the last two weeks because we want to get enough content for you guys that as you start finding us, there's enough for you to listen to to get to know us a little bit more. And uh, hopefully we capture your uh, attention and we have some things to share that have value. So that's what we're about. My wife and I have discussed, you know, why are, why are we doing this? Why are we putting ourselves out there? Um, it is in more in my nature to share and be an open book than it yeah, is for sure. than it is Jessica's. But um, you know, when we were discussing our why, we both are just so grateful that we were able to figure it out before we lost before what matters. It was too late, yeah. yeah, before it was too late. Before we lost what matters to us, and we we know that what we've gone through was not for nothing. We see our relationship where it's at and the, and the excitement we have for it. And we want to let everybody know that if you really want it and you're both willing to fight for it, it's possible. So that's why we do this. That's why we're putting ourselves out there. So anyway, one of the things that has come with that is our desire to create adventure together. So the closer we become, the more we're excited to go out and experience different things together. And that's been evolving and looking different ways over the last you know, few months as we've become closer. But one of the things that we've kind of shared through social media and, and sort of subtly here and there is the fact that next summer, um, we're actually getting rid of everything we own and we're going to go live in a fifth wheel full time. Yeah. We talked about this on our first podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We are... Um it was kind of on a whim, really. We were watching YouTube, and there's a family that um, travels the world, and ages asked me, what do you think about that? I'm like, <laughs> it'd be cool. And he's like, let's do it. I'm like, uh, okay. He's like, no, if we really decide, we need to commit. So I figured, why not? Let's jump all in and create some really cool memories for our, our family because that's really, you know, in the end, that's what you get to take with you is – the memories and what you've learned along the way. Yeah, and I think one of the cool things about this for both of us has been that we are, it's like the first time we've been excited about one thing that we are both completely connected and in alignment with. Yeah. And so we're certainly aware that that's an impact that we're feeling. And because we are able to find that thing that we're both super excited about, our conversations are sort of like enlightened again. They're exciting. Yeah. They're, they're, they were not ever dull. I mean, we, we're business owners. We've got three kids, but we're working towards a common goal now, and that's certainly adding fuel to our fire yeah. that we have. So we're excited to spend time you know, looking at fifth wheels that we would like to live in and, and following other families that are doing this on YouTube to see what they've learned so far and doing what they're doing. And uh, 
planning like where do we want to go first? You know, what what does that look like? How long are we going to stay there? So for us, this travel has been a way to come closer together to figure out what we want it to look like. And our why for doing that for our families or for our family is our children. Yeah. We both talked, you know, a while back when I did ask her, I said, what would your perfect day look like? It was because I was having this realization that I was working so hard and Jessica was working so hard. But by the time we got to where we probably wanted to be, our kids wouldn't care. Yeah, but they grow and we lose that opportunity of that excitement of doing things together as a family. I mean, our oldest is already almost 14, so um, she's she's already to that point where she's not going to want to spend a lot of time with us. So we're um, we need to take advantage now. Yeah, so we decided that's what we're going to do. And we know that when we get out on the road, we'll be able to... I feel like there's going to be a detox phase. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already know it's going to be hard. Yeah. I don't think we know how hard it's going to be yet. No. Because right now we live in a house and it's pretty spacious, 2,000 square feet. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not a huge house, but it's plenty of room for us. And then we're going to move into this tiny yeah. little fifth wheel, you know, and, I, and I'm having so much fun looking at fifth wells and just seeing what, um, you know, the possibilities are. But it's it's going to be small. It's going to be quaint. And. We're not going to have much privacy, um, but oh, I'm just so excited still. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the thing is like, even with all of the like, we don't have unlimited running water. Nope. You know, and we're just going to be in these tight spaces. But really, for us, our intentions for this trip are to go explore. So we're not. A, it's not a road trip. We won't be spending a lot of time in the truck. Um, and in the, in the RV, other than to sleep, the idea is that we get our kids out there to explore, to see nature, to get connected to that. Because I've certainly noticed that the further our generations get from nature, the, the, we start to see a breakdown, right? And I know there's a lot of contributing factors to that, but the further we get from nature, we start seeing a breakdown in our society, in our, in our, I think it's our psyche. I think it's the peace that comes from being in nature. And so I just really want to get those experiences with our kids so that they have that and then they can go on and do things from there. I was just telling our oldest that there are seasons for everything in your life. And one of the things that we're noticing living in the city is those seasons get hurried for children because of the content, because the media that's out there, everything, like every show is about our relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, the dynamics of that. And at 13, she, her, it's too early for her season. She's not ready for that. Young men aren't ready for that. But that's all that's being forced on them and all the content they're getting. The lyrics and songs are about, you know, love and sex and the TV shows that are out there. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, um, and I get that that's my own view of things and that's fine. But what we really just want to convey is how excited we are to be creating experiences as a family. Because those are the things that our kids, we know, will remember forever. Yeah. And giving them the uh, that sort of education to meet people. And our kids are very personable. So they're going to have a great time doing that. Yeah. So, well, just being able to experience different cultures and actually going and seeing the things that they would normally be learning in school. I mean, right now, our two youngest are in school. Our oldest is doing online school. But... It's going to be so much more memorable, I think, when they get to see these things in person. Yeah, so when we're talking about history and we go see Mount Rushmore and Uh we can actually 
physically be in pre- the presence of what it is that they're learning. Yeah. So another thing I've noticed too, and Jessica and I have talked a lot about this, is the peace or the freedom that we felt the moment we decided that we were going to live in a tiny, you know, few hundred square feet living space. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's mind-blowing because now all of a sudden, none of the crap that we wanted to buy for our house, decoration, I mean, just the constant marketing that the world has on your brain, when you've made a decision to minimize what you're doing, the way you live and become nomadic and only be able to have what you can take with you, the moment you make a decision like that, all of a sudden you don't hear the marketing. No. And there's just this weight off your shoulders. It's, it's funny. It's like everybody else is going and buying things and needing things and we're we took this last weekend, this weekend, today's Sunday, and we spent the weekend just getting rid of crap Yeah, that we don't need. And yeah. the thing is, we all have things that we don't need, but we yet we feel this need to get more. Yeah. I mean, just like, it, so we cleaned out the garage, right? Yeah. And if we look in our house, in our house right now, we have a couch that we don't use at all that takes up space in a room just in case somebody wants to see it. We've got a coffee table in front of that couch that doesn't ever get used. We've got uh, an armoire with some fancy dishes that get used maybe once, twice a year. I mean, the list could go on. And if you would have asked us about all of those things two months ago, why would we ever get rid of that? They're beautiful pieces of furniture in our house that are there just so... Yeah, for people to see. Yeah. That cause stress because when our kids sit on them and eat food on them, it can be a problem. And like, it's this thing that has no value for our soul, but causes some angst in our life. If something gets spilled on it and we need it because we, if we didn't have it, there would be a room in our house that would just be empty and that's weird. So then when, you know, you walk through a store, you're like, Hey, that would look good in the living. It's, it's crazy. Like you wouldn't think about it until you start putting yourself in a different mindset. And the amount of money that we can save because now we're not trying to buy the next thing. Yeah. I mean, our, our future life is like fuel for the truck and, you know, and food and that, you know, obviously there's going to be some expenses, but we don't need anything. What we are out to do is create these experiences. Yeah. Because we discussed in the first podcast, um, we both work really hard and I, I just working in this cubicle all day. I just feel like I'm wasting my life every single day. I go to work. Um, I just, I'm missing out on all these things with my kids and my kids are just getting older and it's been a really, um, hard, it's been really hard for me. And I feel like it's been a lot of weight on my shoulders, um, as a mom, because as a mom, you're supposed to be with your kids and take care of your kids. And, I'm gone all day, so when I get home, I'm tired, it's time for dinner, there's so much going on, I just don't, I'm just not able to spend the time that I should or would like to with them. I, I just feel like this is going to be such a really, just a really cool experience for our kids and our family. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that we are going to be doing with this while we're traveling is speaking to different couples. I mean, we're our podcast will be on the road with us, we'll be sharing those experiences, but Um, you know, one of the most important things a couple can do together is finding a hobby together. And I'm excited to see how the fact that our hobby isn't our hobby, it's our life. Like there's a, you can't, you can't see the line where recreation and work begin and end. Like they're just one, 
you you aren't going to be able to look at our family and say, oh, he's at work and oh, they're at play. Like that is our life. Our life is play and creating those relationships. And I just feel like when there was a moment months ago when I was thinking about the sacrifice my wife was making going to work to make ends meet because I'm I have this gym. We've been growing it for six years. I haven't been fully engaged in that one business. So I was kind of being pulled between two separate businesses. So neither of them really took off. Um, I got rid of one and now the gym is doing really well. But I had this moment where I kind of had this, I was thinking about my wife because she wasn't doing really well at all. Jessica was really sick. She was having some major hormone balance issues that you know, for a while we didn't know what was going on. We always kind of had a feeling that's what it was, but I mean, just, she was just exhausted and going to, to work full time in a job that has nothing but data coming in front of her the entire time. Like her entire day is staring at a screen with data in a cubicle and then meeting deadlines with big dollar amounts and all kinds of stuff. I mean, she's processing millions of dollars in payments at her job and she's, she's dying. She's just, she feels like she's got cancer or something. I mean, she was talking about, it was bad. Yeah. So then I realized how incredible she is that she will take on anything and keep taking it on because she will not let our family suffer. So she'll take on the slack that I'm giving to the family, the places that I'm not performing because she will not fail. And so I had this moment of realization that, my lack of being able to provide is, is running her down. And so that's sort of where my mind shifted to like, okay, am I really doing what's right for our family by trying to keep fighting for this, to keep, to t- keep working for this thing? And, uh, or, or am I sacrificing their health in my wife's case and their experience in my children's case? And so that's where I started thinking differently. How can I change my life in a way that honors both my children and my wife and still allows me to be the provider? So we have some things that we're working on to help to, to, uh, to you know, fund our life on the road. But what came from that was the desire that we didn't need the stuff. Yeah. It was that we needed the time because that's the thing we won't get back yeah, together. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are making up for time lost with our kids and we are creating time uh, gained by those experiences. Yeah. And it's funny because I was really hesitant to tell my family about um, what we're doing, our plans, because it's just, it's very different from what everybody's doing. And my sister's you know, I was telling her, you know, I'm just going to work every day to pay for a house and a car and all these things that I don't necessarily need. And she's like, well, it's the American dream. <laughs> and it's funny that she said that because I'm like, you're right. It is. And I don't want that. I don't want the American dream anymore because that's what I'm living. And I'm miserable. Yeah. I don't want to be miserable. I want to just enjoy life and enjoy the time. Really, all we have here is time. And it's very minimal. And we, honestly, we don't know how much time we have. Yeah. So with the time I have, I want to make a really good um, memories for, for us and for the girls. You know, it's unfortunate because her perception, you're right, is what most people's perception yeah. are. But yeah. it's but it's a it's misinterpreted. The American dream 
is now it's somebody's borrowed dream, right? There was a person who said, create this and that's what you want. Yeah. Well, that person who said that, that might have been the dream for them. Right. But that's what got passed on from generation to generation. And now it's the weirdos that want to go live out of a camper yeah. van and yeah, a backpack. Life. Yeah, yeah, the minimal. You look at them and and us being on that the edge of that fence where we're ready to step into the new world, like we can see that our friends who are nowhere near the decision to do something like this, they look at us like we're nuts. Oh, totally. And then we look at the people on the other side and – like some of these people were following like uh, less junk, more journey. Mm -hmm. We love them. And the bucket list family. Yeah, love the bucket list family. When you watch these people that are out there living those lives, um, episode one, a lot of them are documenting their travels and episode one, you can see in their face, they're kind of tired. Like they look like they, <laughs> they have the American dream look on their face, yeah. which is overworked, not sure what your purpose is. Not sure if you can share your real feelings because somebody's going to bash on them. Social media is ruling, ru running your life because it's the first thing you look at when you wake up. It's whatever everything you do during the day is to try to match what you're seeing or create something for. That's what the American dream face looks like. Yeah. And then you watch them a year into their journeys and they have this glow. Every one of them have this glow. Even when they're fixing flat tires and leaks, leaks in their water tanks. I mean because living on the road isn't easy. But they don't have this. The looks on their face is they're so blessed to deal with those problems because of where it took them. You know, like crap, I have to fix a leaky tank. Oh, but I'm in Alaska and it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's not like I have to go to work to pay for the water bill and I'm in Phoenix and it's 120 degrees. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a difference. So being on that edge, seeing the difference in the lifestyles has been pretty cool to see. But really, just the freedom. And we're not saying this is not the lifestyle for everybody. Nope. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is what we've really noticed for us is that when we found something to be excited about together, it's created an exciting conversation that is ongoing. Yeah. It fueled it fueled our relationship, which yeah. we've already been working on a lot anyway. Yeah. But this just gave us another thing to be really excited about and to come together for a common goal. Now we're both working on it, planning on it, um, researching for it. And it's just – it's a really – it's a really fun time. Yeah, so we just uh, wanted to share that that with you guys. Uh, we'll do some updates throughout the year as we get closer. Our departure date is scheduled for June 1st, 2019, because that is currently the date that we'll be out of the home that we're renting. Um, we should have everything buttoned up, set up, and ready to go by that date. So that's the plan. So we'll give you guys updates between now and then on the RVs that we're looking at and kind of the direction we go with that just to kind of let you in on our journey and certainly would welcome suggestions of where we could visit and places like that because uh, I think we'll probably let our audience kind of help us on our journey, you know, just for fun. <laughs> fun. Yeah, just for fun and meet up with some of you guys as we're traveling. But anyway, we just wanted to share that with you guys on this episode where we've got a couple of really um, – I guess, uh, deep episodes that topics, I should say that are coming up. Uh, the next one we want to share with you guys is our, our take on letting go of the past, which if you've been listening to the last few episodes or you know, us has some, uh, well, there's no more skeletons in the closet, so that's fine because it's all shared, but it's just about the things we've gone through 
And yeah. Oh, we have skeletons in the closet. We haven't talked about them yet. We haven't talked to about Well, to them, them, but you oh, and I have yeah, no, no skeletons. <laughs> yeah, to them. I'm like, oh, we got lots of skeletons. Made. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm an open book. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, crap, what's what, what she going to drop yeah. on me next week? What haven't you told me, babe? Uh, no, anyway, so, yeah, we're, we're um, you know, we're, like we keep saying, we're going to make ourselves vulnerable so you guys can uh, hopefully find some courage and to keep going. I've uh, had opportunities to meet with people that are looking at ending their relationships, and um, when I do that, I'm definitely sort of a, I have no horse in the race, so I listen from a perspective of non-bias, and that doesn't always mean that I agree with the people I'm visiting with. And as a matter of fact, most of the time, what they share with me, I don't agree with because they have a blind spot they can't see. And because I don't have a horse in that race, I'm not blinded by their own reasons why things should end. Now, I also agree and believe that in certain circumstances, there is no other option or better option than probably divorce. Um, And we have family, close family, my mom and dad divorced, and my dad is just in an incredible relationship now. Lots of love in that relationship. Um, love that I didn't see in his re- relationship with my mom. So being non-biased in there, it, that was a good change. It was a good season of change for for my dad because neither of them were happy. Yeah. What we're here for is that there's hope. So if you are wanting to hang on, you want to stay in your relationship, there's there's hope and there's things that you can do that will help and strengthen that relationship because it's, you know, taken us a long time to get here, but we have a lot to, yeah, a lot of, we have a lot under our belt that we can share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in that, and in that vein, I would say with this episode in particular, one of the places you can start is by finding something to do together. Make sure that you guys have a hobby that you do together. When I heard that a long time ago, I've heard this before, um, and, and I'm actually getting more connected with it because the book I've been reading recently is His Needs, Her Needs, and it was a book written in 1986, I think is when it came out, and it is phenomenal. It is good, and the crazy thing is I read it a few years ago, um, and we're I'm reading it again now, and it's I see it so differently. Yeah. Uh, when I heard in the past that you need to have the same hobbies together and none without each other... The immature mind was like, what? I'll never enjoy my life then if I don't get to go do – well, if I don't get to go play Xbox with my buddies all night. I'm never going to have a life. (laughs) And I look back and it's so ridiculous. It is so stupid. It could be hunting. It could be football. It doesn't matter. If you really truly want a relationship with your spouse that is like none other, then you will forego those things that are meaningless and find something to do together, at least in the beginning. Yeah. Well, it's like – that's why I started doing CrossFit. Yeah. Do you remember noticing a difference then? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. When we, I did CrossFit for a while before Jessica did, and it was, at that point, it was the only thing yeah. we had in common. Only thing. And that, it did make a difference. Could be the reason why we kept fighting is we at least had one thing. Yeah, we did. And, and that's honestly the only reason I even started it was because I felt that pressure. Yeah. Oh, I definitely pressured you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's story, a lot. Yeah. Story of your life. <laughs> story of our lives. Yeah. But that was something I was very, very, very grateful that I, I did get into, and that was something we still doing today. Yeah. So find a hobby to do together, and and until you get comfortable doing that, and that that's normal, that means giving up what you're doing with other people. So you got to ask yourself, 
what's more important. And it, and if you have kids, you got to change the way you're asking yourself those questions, right? What's more important isn't just is it your wife that's more important, but look at your kids. So if you're in a position where your relationship is salvageable, these are some of the things you can do to start. And you got to ask yourself what's more important: the kids looking at you, the wife that's looking at you, the husband that look at, that's looking at you, whatever it might be. Those are the answers that you have to ask your. Uh, those are the answers you need to find for yourself, and then determine or not whether or not Monday Night Football is that important. Uh, so I brought it up during the episode. want to leave you guys with another recommendation. This one, I'm going to recommend his needs, her needs. Um, I'm almost to the end of this book and it's been incredible. It's got so much detail. I mean, it, there, it, it's like me and you to the T in mm-hmm. some yeah. aspects. Oh yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. And like she said, I wish I would have heard it forever ago. The problem is I did, and I wasn't ready to hear it. So if you happen to hear this and you are in that position, uh, maybe give it a shot because yeah. it, it's it a, made a difference. Yeah, give it another go. I, I definitely feel like your headspace contributes to what you get out of it. And I was not in the right headspace, I don't think, when I read it first. I mean, I was trying, but it definitely helps that we're both on the same page and that we're both listening to it at the same time as well. And, and we do, it just makes it makes so much sense. Yeah. So we're listening to it on Audible. It's called His Needs, Her Needs, Building an Affair-Proof Marriage. And it's uh, written and narrated by Willard F. Harley, if you guys want to find it. So we're doing the Audible thing that works yeah. for both of us. Yeah, so. listening to it. But it's awesome. And it's a great resource. Yeah. Highly recommend it. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye.